the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into hour two six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Anything on your mind? But I am I am fascinated by this story: the war against um, the war against Elon Musk and the war Apple is waging against him and on behalf of the communist Chinese party, the CCP, over and against protesters. Remember. Some months ago, John Hinderocker made the point that there are no American companies anymore. That is to say, it's not that they're not based in America, just that they don't support American values. I believe at the time he was talking about some weird woke Chinese thing that Coca-Cola was getting involved in. Of course, we've seen it with a lot of movie picture, uh, a lot of uh, movie corporations. We've seen it with entertainment corporations. Gosh knows we've seen it with Nike. Nike. And uh, we're seeing it, of course, with Apple, too. We've seen it with Google. We're seeing we've seen it with Facebook. We're seeing it now with Apple, where these companies are working hand in glove with the Chinese government to crack down on communication of dissidents or between the dissidents and with the dissidents in China. Um, Of course, they want to do business in China, so they have to dance to the tune that Xi Jinping and his Communist Party thugs call out. Um, at the same time, Tim Cook of Apple is doing this. Uh, he is waging a weird fight about and over Elon Musk and the issue of free speech. Um, a lot of people have been, you know, just terrified and sweating bullets that Elon Musk is going to unlock speech on Twitter unlock speech in America and the rest of the world where Twitter is allowed to function and thrive as if, holy cow, we can't have free speech in this country. Well, if these companies that John was talking about and Apple now included aren't really American, um, isn't it interesting how many Americans are going after uh, Elon Musk, an immigrant, for restoring something that is probably of the greatest tradition in America, certainly one of the most traditionally and importantly held values and virtues upholding our Republican form of government and the democratic processes in the way of us getting there. Alejandro Caraballo of Harvard Cyber Law School, of the, of the law school at Harvard in the Cyber Law Clinic, said of Musk opening up Twitter, it's like opening the gates of hell. Wow. Um, Michael Edison Hayden from the Southern Poverty Law Center accused Musk of, quote, bringing white supremacy back in a big way. Uh, Let's see. Imram Ahmed, chief executive of the Center for Countering Digital Hate, warned that, quote, super spreaders of hate, abuse and harassment will be the only people to benefit from Elon Musk's latest decision to replatform the deplatformed. Funny, none of these people have had anything to say when uh, 
Louis Farrakhan has his Twitter account never suspended, or for that matter, the Ayatollah of Iran. You think they're involved in hate at all? You think they spread vicious lies and hate at all? You know, Farrakhan, Ayatollah, nothing to say about them. But who is it that Musk has brought back that is going to rain down the Third Reich in America? Hugh Hewitt, many of you know who Hugh is, of course. He has the morning, national morning syndicated show here. Um, Hugh Hewitt made an interesting observation. It just didn't occur to me, but it's eminently true, at least in my experience, He said this morning on Twitter, I don't see anything really different about Twitter since Elon Musk has taken over when it comes to content. Nothing. Zero zip. I think panic on the left is a panic over the loss of control over platform central to news distribution. He says, I don't think Tim Cook is a smart CEO, but banning Twitter from the app store would be stupid beyond stupid. That is evidently what Tim Cook of Apple is considering. He is so against what Elon Musk is up to, um, that he's thinking of not only doing what he did, which is removing Apple's advertising on Twitter, which is a big part of their income over at Twitter, but also taking the Twitter app off of the App Store. You know how this works for those of you that don't. If you buy an iPhone um, or I suppose an iPad and you want to use Twitter, you can... You have to, in those cases, if you don't use the web, in those cases, you have to buy the Twitter app or download the Twitter app, I believe it's free, through the Apple Store. It's called the Apple Store, and it's on your phone. It's not something you buy in person. It's at a store. It's on your phone. It's called the Apple Store. You have to buy the app, and uh, in this case, it's free. More and more apps are free. The Twitter app is free, but Tim Cook is saying, is considering not, not allowing it not allowing the Twitter app on iPhones. This is an incredible thought to even entertain when you think about the crushing effect this will have on the widely popular iPhone. Hugh Hewitt went on to write, After years and years of having my handy iPhone with me, I'll drop it and switch to Android in a second if Apple drops Twitter from the App Store. Done and over. I can't believe Apple would be that dumb. But who knows? It it raises the perennially interesting question around here, of course. There's a lot to all of this. We'll unpack it with you. It raises the incredibly interesting perennial question around here as to whether our boycotts work, whether we're willing to actually inconvenience ourselves. I think I heard Mike Gallagher asking about this this morning on his radio show as well, saying, I've never owned an Android. Do I have to go get an Android? Um, I guess I will have to and have to relearn it. Um, Now, for those of you that use Androids, great. Bill, how many people do you think that use Apple phones will actually give up the convenience of what they know? I I worry that when we engage in boycotts, we don't do well with them. I just worry about that. We've tried a few of them. Um, They don't work out well. Uh, In fact, the most sincere boycotter I know happens to be my producer, Bill. He... um, he, he, he loves sports. He loves it and knows a ton about it. Could probably win any sports trivia game with anyone. And he hasn't watched a major professional game on television or cable in, well, ever since the riots of 2020 and all the sports teams decided to 
bend a knee in favor of Marxism. I have that about right, Bill. You've also... Oh, you went back to 2017 with the NBA and Kaepernick and and, uh, NFL and Kaepernick. Yeah, you went back far on this. And then am I right also that you took indelible pen and blacked out or cut out every Nike logo on every piece of clothing you have? You're not going to advertise for them. They're not going to advertise for freedom and democracy and common sense. You're not going to be a walking billboard of uh, Marxist repression for them. I love it. Yeah, Bill is the most sincere, and I'm gathering you also won't buy a new Nike uh, article of clothing, right? No, no. But we don't, as conservatives, really do very well in boycott. What I think we might do better at, I think we do better at supporting companies and organizations that we like, certainly organizations. I think when a company does and we steer people to it, that tends to... That tends to work out a little better. Are you bite chomping at chomp chomping at the bit to say something? No, you're good. Okay, I, it's uh, okay. <laughs> so if we threaten to leave Apple and iPhone, we better do it. I mean, we better be prepared to do it. I think it's going to be a heavy lift. I think people will only inconvenience themselves for a principle so much. I'm not questioning Hugh. He probably would do it, uh, but I'll, I'll, a lot of us who want to get on that bandwagon, we better be prepared to do it. And, you know, given the mood of the conservative movement right now, we might just be there now. You know, a lot of parents want, you know, Dennis was talking about this with Disney the other day, wasn't he? He used to say about Ben and Jerry's, he hated what they stood for, but he was going to buy their ice cream anyway because he liked it so much. And he's changed his mind on it. He now won't. He now won't. He says Ben and Jerry's has gotten so bad and so anti-American and so racist that he cannot in good conscience buy it even though he likes their ice cream. Good. But in that think in that same moment or that same segment, he was saying how many conservatives he knows who despise what Disney stands for, but they just can't not take their grandchildren there. It's a problem. It's a problem. I have more on this and certainly would love your thoughts on any or all. 602 508 Zero nine six zero. Back to the Seth Leibson show six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. I have to give props to um, my buddy Jim as well, my my GM. I was I, I have made fun of him for uh, years uh, for using the Android. I just thought he liked the uh, platform better. And um, I said to the staff during the break, I said, Jim's doing the right thing for the wrong reason. He's on Android, uh, but just because he likes the platform better, he said, nay, 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 nay. No, I owe him an apology, or at least I owe him an apology to the staff. I'll make it bigger. I believe in, if you make, I believe if you make a public offense, you owe a public apology. I'm going one better. I made a private offense and I'm making a public apology. <laughs> Jim Ryan said he was using he's been using Android for because he doesn't like what Apple's politics and policies have been for years. All right, good on Jim. We're all going to be following Jim and Bill's lead, my GM and my producer's lead. Good for you guys. You're ahead of my curve. Steve is in Tempe. Hi Steve. Hi Scott, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing really good. I I just wanted to go on the record. Uh, I 
I've used a Samsung Galaxy Android phone for the last 10 years, and I promise you it's every bit as good as, a, as an Apple iPhone or better. What made you go there in the first place? Because I'm guessing this was before Apple got involved in too many political things, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, it was sort of, oh, but good. at the same time, I, I, um, I guess what I, you know, I, I heard a lot of heard a lot of uh, comments about the company and what was going on. And okay, so you were I ahead knew. of the curve on on this a little bit. Good, a little, a little bit, yeah. But the, but the fact of the matter is, everybody was getting iPhones and they thought they were the coolest thing. And yeah, like you yeah. know, I, I, like I said, I looked at the android phones uh i honestly seth i never even considered iphones and i'm telling you that that uh, like i said i will be shocked if someone can tell me if an apple iphone whatever number it is is better than the galaxy because the galaxy does i mean it's fast it takes great pictures um i rarely lose calls if you know i can't remember the last time i lost a call and it was just you know, it's been a it's been a great phone. But I am glad Nancy, to hear that. That is really good to know because I think I think right now, um, I, I think the iPhone does dominate market share. I think. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm sure seventy percent or something. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Seth, the the Galaxy, all of the, the whole line. I've seen. You know, I've like I said, I've used I've used one various uh, Galaxy phones for the last 10 years, and they're phenomenal. Okay. All right. I am glad yeah. to hear this. This is this is encouraging to me and to listeners and who may have to go down this road, Steve. Yeah, definitely. And at the same time, um, I don't I, – I, I love Ben & Jerry's ice cream, yes. but I haven't eaten it in 10 years either. There you for, go. For the, there you go. Reasons. There you go. So <laughs> here, here we're, we're learning. We're learning that the GMs – the producers and the audience is ahead of the radio hosts yeah. <laughs> on this. You guys yeah. are ahead of the curve. Prager only recently <laughs> gave it up, and I'm now beginning to contemplate giving it up. Okay. Not Ben and Jerry's, but the iPhone. It probably isn't the first time either, Seth. So, uh, and it won't be the last. Either, so. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. No. Ouch. But no. Um, and, and by the way, I – you know, I, I played basketball all my life. Um, I, you know, I used to I used to wear Nike shoes. I, I won't buy Nike. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that that's an easy one. That's an easy one. They're, yeah, yeah. They're kind. Of, I mean, there's, I, I use Asics shoes and Asics. I, I you know, again, they're. I, I don't shoes, even. Yeah, but, that that's that's an easy one. I won't I won't touch the. I won't even walk into their stores. I think their stores are basically outposts of the CCP. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. They are completely dialed in with those yeah, guys. Yeah. And, and Seth, I wanted to talk to you too, if I could, about uh, your guest yesterday. Yesterday that you had um, at the end of the show, I think it was the five, the five o'clock hour. Um, he, you were talking about China. Oh, Brandon Weikert, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. He. Um, you guys were talking about a number of things, and, and obviously talking about the. China influence with companies, and more importantly, that you know what's going on right there with the unrest and the riots and people in the streets and things you know that, that's going on right now. And I'm telling you, you and I have talked about this before, but this isn't the first time that 
I honestly believe they could care less about the virus. What they're more concerned about, and I know Brandon was talking about this, is they, they want the control. I think and, you're and totally it, right. I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, since when yeah, did they I, care I, about I, life? They don't care about life. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and Seth, I, I don't, when I say it, they don't care about the virus, I mean, I'm, that's, a, that's an exaggeration. I'm sure they do it, but... The greater they, they care greater, about public yeah. respect or, you know, public, uh, you know, public relations, uh, which is which is one thing. You know, they didn't like it being attributed to them and they care about control. You're absolutely right, no, Steve. No question. And, and set the, my concern you know, my, is a lot of the Chinese do, too. I mean, a lot of the citizens do, too. They care about control, too. They, they like the controlling ethos. The protesters just think they went a little too far. You know, they're not up in arms against Marxism. They're not marching with the Statue of Liberty like they did in Tiananmen. Yeah, but Seth, if they, if they agree with that control, that's because that's, that's all they know. No, absolutely. They know, no argument. They no argument. They absolutely. And, and, and my point is, if you recall... I'm worried about us going down that road, by the way. That, this, was the, this was the topic. So you got the third hour. And my first hour, my monologue yesterday, Steve, was about us as a culture becoming like China, where we're liking the control too much. That's, that was my fear. Well, yeah, look at, look at what Fauci's been uh, trying to implement. And, and, yeah, and, and not department. just that. Not just that Fauci did it. Fauci doesn't surprise me. There's always a Fauci. It surprises me that so many Americans went along with it and shamed others who didn't. I know. Surprised me, too. Yeah. But that's what I was saying was back in 2019 in the fourth fourth quarter, if you recall, what's going on right now in Shanghai and with the lock, you know, where they're locking, um, I mean, from what I understand, it's a very, very big city, 25 million people, high-rise uh, apartments, and they're locking these people in their apartments. And, you know, it's a shutdown. It's, all, it's like a a giant internment camp in that entire city. They tried to do the same thing, if you recall, when when um, uh, Hong Kong was protesting back in, in 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a shame that, that we virus? didn't stand with them stronger. You will remember, yeah. in fact, in fact, now that this is coming back to me, uh, there were there, there were a couple NBA athletes that wanted to stand with the people of Hong Kong, and the NBA went after them and said, don't you dare yeah. say that. Who was the exactly. coach in Houston who I think got in trouble and had to make an apology? Daryl Morey. Yeah, yeah Daryl Morey. Remember that, Steve? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do. And it was, it was Shame right, on the right NBA. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but, but no, Seth, what I was saying what I was saying was... Um, let me take the break and let you say it on the other side, Steve, if that's cool. We have others on hold as well, and we'll get to all of you, I promise. 602-508-0960. Don't go away, Steve. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Steve, sorry. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, thanks, Seth. I... What I, what I wanted to what I was just saying was back back in 2019 the Hong Kong protests had ramped up and and the virus was just getting started and and you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I mean my my big question is related to China is is they they were locking people in their homes and they were preventing them from going outside but the question I've never heard heard answered is, you know, they 
they have these people locked down in their homes, out of their offices, but they allowed them to get into the airports and, and travel all over the world. Why is that? And the same thing, um, you know, that, that they were doing back in 2019, like once again, Seth, the protests in Hong Kong were, were up at a fever pitch, and I swear they're, they're, they're trying to come up with a way to get these people off the streets without bringing the Tiananmen Square tanks and guns. Yeah, the tanks the are rolling now, though, baby. Oh, I know, but but um, what I, the what they're doing in Shanghai is is the same thing that they were doing back in 2019, and um, yeah, they they want to shut down those protests and. All of this is very standard China. It, it is not a surprise to yeah. me that they are happy to let people leave and spread whatever whatever noxiousness they want to spread across the world as long as it doesn't um, affect them internally uh, or affect them very much internally with the asterisk noting that, you know, life is not China's first concern. Control and expansion is their concern. Um, So, you know, that's 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 the first answer to your question. The second is Where's any accountability whatsoever for the fact that they will not let us inspect? They will not answer questions about the origin of this. This is not just to the United States. It's to the World Health Organization. They have stymied every part of COVID and the coronavirus. And 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 there are there are there are theories from credible people that, you know, are asking things like we've talked about. In almost every other context, the last, well, I guess since probably about 1990, and I know why I'm saying that, but about since 1990, we've talked about biological and chemical warfare. You know, is 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 it plausible or possible that this is actually what it might look like? Is it possible, is it plausible that they wanted to test how countries would react to this sort of thing? Is it possible or plausible that this was less of an accident and more deliberate? And what of, what of Americans falling in line, not only with the controls that were imposed upon them here and supporting them and defending them, but what of this whole notion, you heard this often from Andrew Cuomo, of saying this isn't a Chinese virus, it's a European virus. What is this? What was this fascination with trying to conceal the obvious about where it orig- originated? I said yesterday, you know, I didn't quite fully appreciate it until Adam Carolla made the point, you know, if we had the Houston Virology Lab and there was a virus that came out and it started looking like it might have you know, it might have been affecting or it might have come to us through armadillos or, you know, it was traceable back to Houston. Who would give two pennies? Who would care if we said it's a Houston virus or it's an American virus? We don't care about that stuff. Why all of a sudden were we so were we so uh, scrupulous about about, you know, giving the Chinese what they wanted, which was no liability whatsoever? Where, where did all this come from? Yeah, I, I mean, you wouldn't have a problem I, blaming Houston or Phoenix if it came from here, would you? No. No, who would? And, and, and you know, it comes back to the money that you were talking about earlier. I think, I think the, 
companies that were that are tied into China and the fact that Fauci it obviously had ties to China as well and that lab I think was a bit was a huge factor and with with Trump get, not getting a second term and losing Oh it was weaponized for political purposes domestically of course it was you're absolutely Steve of course it was Biden did it. Everyone knows it. I, I Or they should. You're right, and I'm right, and the audience is right. The rest of the country should understand it, too. You're right. You're right. Well done. Thank you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Bill is in Scottsdale. Hello, Bill. Do I owe you an apology, sir? I don't think so. Why? <laughs> I just said the, the screen says Bill Scottsdale, former Apple salesman. Yeah, the um, I I enjoyed your discussion with the with the Android gentleman that you were speaking to. Yeah. Um, I I was as an old guy. I'm 72 now, but as an old guy, I retired from Apple five years ago, and I was there for about 10 years, and and I was al- always like dealing with customers because i was just honest with them yeah there were, there's always been a back and forth between androids and and iphones and so forth and it's been a really positive thing the competition has yielded wonderful results and if you look at the history of steve jobs and and the way things advance um the competition was always healthy they were always stealing each other's secrets yeah. and always yeah utilizing the advances the interfaces and, I, and that sort of thing right yeah, yeah, and and I, I think it worked well that way, and and I still like iPhones. Why? Because I've always used one. And yeah, you're just more familiar enough. with it. Yeah, yeah, and I tend not to, I tend not to drag the the politics into it because if we had to quit everything that we were doing, we you know, I mean, us poor people need Walmart, we need Amazon. Yeah, I, I need, get it. No, it's tech. true. And, I get that. I and do. I, and I, I think we can fall into virtue signaling too. I mean, a little I, bit. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, I, in a practical sense, you kind of got to take care of yourself first, and and use your judgment. Obviously, we can see terrible things with with like the NBA and and a lot of the stuff that's going on in China, and but in a in a practical daily life way. Uh, we kind of have to survive with some of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So maybe the rule should be for those who can, please do. Um, yes, yes. But a serious question for you, uh, as a former uh, Apple salesman familiar with the uh, competition, uh, is 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 your experience basically what Steve said at this point, based on you know their competition and and the rivalries? At this point, it's probably just a matter of taste and not one being necessarily that much better than the other. I I, I follow them closely because I, I still threaten to buy an Android, but, but I like, I have traditionally, because I used to sell this, I used to think, well, if you're like, especially an older person, I had my niche because I was an older person when I worked there. And and I I felt like because the Apple's, Spearheaded all of the wonderful classes. They still have tons of, of free classes. Oh yeah. Okay. They, they, okay. They um they really really know how to coddle people. Their their phone support is just absolutely amazing to this day. And they had to do that because because they were so swamped. People yeah. coming into the stores yeah. and wanting immediate service. 
and so they they really got good at doing phone Bill, calls. Bill, is it is it? Ahead. Am I right to guess? And I think it's a guess, and maybe I'm wrong. But is it true that Apple products are a little bit more expensive too? Oh, I think well. In other words, I they, think you're they, paying for that customer service a little more in a way. Oh, I think you do, but yeah. but I think actually I think they've both been outrageous. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. You yeah. know, a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. Like I, I, I still have my iPhone eight plus, and I like it because of the button and so forth. Uh, but I, I just don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a no, of on course, a stupid phone. Of course. Yeah, I know, of course, <laughs> and, of course. And, and so I always have tried to, even as a salesperson, I tried to present the practical side. For yeah. example, people would come in and and they'd they'd have like a a screen spray, for example. For thirty dollars, <laughs> you know, <laughs> little soap maybe, and maybe water works funny. just fine, right? <laughs> yeah, and, or a soap and, and a moist towelette or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and cu- customers would go thirty dollars for a screen spray, and I and once they reacted, then I'd say, or you could go to Walmart yeah, for three bucks. Also do that. The, but Apple and Steve Jobs spray. figured that one out. I mean, a lot of people have yeah. figured that one out. You can put a high price on something. There will be someone who will pay for it, even though the option of not doing that might cost you five cents. That There is a population yeah. that will do it. Yeah, no, I get it. And, I get it. Gillette figured that out, too, a long time ago. Yeah. And we still do that, too. It's sure. a matter of convenience. Sure. You just want it now, and you'll pay a little yeah, more. Yeah, yes. Or, yes. Or, yes. But, but the idea that, you know, that uh, Steve Jobs used to kind of, in in his autobiography, or his biography, I guess it was autobiography. He kind of made fun of his wife because he he I forget who he had come to his house and he had to, he said he had to hide the knives from his wife because because she was a real a re, much more of a lefty. It, I, I always thought it was kind of crazy for. Steve Jobs to pretend he wasn't a capitalist. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe, a, you know. maybe what I call a Mercedes Marxist or a Cadillac communist. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Thank you, Bill. Bless you. Uh, all right. Sometimes comedians get at truths that others can't. And it was two years ago, at, I believe this was the Oscars, the Academy Awards, where Ricky Gervais, remember this? Tim Cook is at the table, is, is in the audience, sitting at a table. Tim Cook, the head of Apple. This was two years ago. Here's Ricky Gervais. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And- <laughs> yeah, I can't use the next word. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut with an extra word up. <laughs> Is that not, I mean... That 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 is the best. That that is absolutely the best. Of course, if you want something less than two years old from a real leader, here's Ron DeSantis today. There's reports that Apple 
is not allowing the protesters to use this airdrop function where they're trying to communicate. That obviously is providing aid and comfort to the CCP. And so you see that report, and that's very concerning. And then when you also hear reports that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech and is restoring a lot of accounts that were uh, unfairly and illegitimately suspended for putting out accurate information about COVID. That's like one of the main things that's being reinstated. So many things these experts were wrong at, and you had people on Twitter that were calling that out. And Twitter, the old regime in Twitter, their response was to try to just suffocate the dissent. And, and, and Elon Musk knows that's not a winning formula, and so he's uh, providing free speech. And so if Apple responds to that, uh, by nuking them from from the app store, you know, I think that that would be a huge, huge mistake. And it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response uh, from, from the United States Congress. And so that is leadership. Artic- Does he get anything wrong ever? Ever? I think I got to take a break. Do I? Yeah, we'll be right back. you are concerned with stock market volatility, Y-Refi has an investment available to you in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market. It's a portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there is no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest rate is compounded daily, you are paid monthly, and there are no fees. It's a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed rate of return up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm and you can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter y r e f y.com or give them a call at 888-YREFI34. 888-YREFI34. Great guys over there and you won't get a sales pitch. Uh, they just like talking about what they do. Uh, they do well by doing Good for others, and you can be a part of that. They leave the salesmanship up to uh, people like Larry and me. Great, great, great guys over there. All right, what was Ron DeSantis talking about? I mentioned this. I went down this uh, list in my uh, in my uh, in my monologue in the first hour that you know people were deplatformed for questioning these things. This was. The information we were questioning and got deplatformed because when we questioned it, we were giving misinformation. 15 days to slow the spread. Masks work. Lockdowns work. Natural immunity is a myth. MRNA shots are vaccines. COVID shots stop transmission. They are 100% safe and effective. Vitamin D doesn't help. Ivermectin is an animal medicine, a horse dewormer. Hydroxychloroquine is dangerous. COVID could be spread on surfaces. Asymptomatic transmission is common. COVID can be spread outdoors. And of course, my favorite and the one that is probably going to do the most lasting damage from these truth tellers and these censorers and these 
virtue signaling bullies, children are at significant risk. Shame on the lot of them. Shame on the lot of them if they had any shame. They want amnesty for all that. They haven't even apologized for all that. They haven't even admitted they are wrong. They're still dead enders here telling us that Elon Musk is wrong for replatforming the people that questioned those things. Shame on them all. All right, a lot more coming up. David Harsanyi from The Federalist. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 